Welcome back to AOTV episode 5. I'm DJ J. Skrilla with my co-host Cynthia Gaten. Hello, 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 everybody. It's hard to believe it's number 5. Indeed. <laughs> August 2000, what is it, August 2nd, 2017. I think we have a third. Oh, it is a second. Nope. Yep. Yep. Second today. And um, we're going to speak with Creative Chain, um, Oscar Pereira. Oscar Pereira from Creative Chain. I'll have a conversation with him about his blockchain. He's the uh, spokesman for that, so not his blockchain, but the creative chain. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. They have a a nicely put together white paper uh, that I'd recommend at least you you see a (laughs) well-written white paper. They have a lot of cool ideas. Um, but at least worth worth following. They've been doing this for what a year, a little yeah. over a year that they've been working on this. Yeah, and they launched the um, ICO, I think, uh, to get some funds earlier this year. We'll talk to them about that. We 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 are um, in the middle, or just ended the big drama that didn't seem so big of a drama of the hard fork, or yeah, the uh, Bitcoin. Of, of anyway, not the hard fork, the fork of. BCC, BCH, whatever it's called, Bitcoin Cash, basically uh, saying it's goodbye, it's farewell. I think it was like block four seven eight five five three. I want to say off the top of my head. Yeah. I don't know if that's right. Wrong. That is. Um, so if you have Bitcoin prior to that, then you have some Bitcoin Cash as well, and you can look up how to uh, get your Bitcoin Cash. Uh, some people are holding it. And uh, just, you know, they'll ride it out with either Bitcoin. Some people are going online and dumping it immediately. And some people, I think, are speculating on it. I don't know. You know, I'm more of a Bitcoin core supporter myself. Bitcoin Cash is just uh, a forked altcoin. It's just like clams or anything else like that. It's just hyped up. Um, It could do something, though, just because the right players could be behind it. So um, I I can't really say anything on that level, but... uh, yeah, you've got to wonder when some, you know, with all of these names, calling it cash gives a suggestion that it's it has a particular nature. And I don't know if that's true. You know, the Bitcoin at least... That was Satoshi's original vision, though. <laughs> and that might be, but it doesn't necessarily make it true. Just because you call things cash doesn't make it so. <laughs> oh, we, we need we need, uh, we need more Bitcoin forks. <laughs> that way we get more Bitcoin. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know if you. I think if you want to uh, support uh, the original Bitcoin, maybe just hold on to your Bitcoin Cash and don't do anything with it. It's probably the. That's. I mean, I'm not giving you advice, but this is just me thinking. That's probably the best alternative right now because if you put it into the market, then people can buy it up and you know corner the market. And if it's the people that are the people releasing it like um jihan and all them then that's plays into their hands i think because they want probably want to accumulate it all pump it up and get it going so maybe it's best to just pretend like it didn't happen hold it in your wallet and if it, if it does go some crazy price eventually then uh you can keep it or cash it out who knows that would be my advice to my grandma yeah yeah if you're concerned just chill yeah, unless you do this for a living. Yeah, don't get uh, don't get waxed by the whales. <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, we. I mean, we we aren't far removed from our last podcast with Joe Looney. We did. Um, you went to a, a DC blockchain event. Right. There was a blockchain event, the second annual at uh, George Washington University. So I attended. I was glad to be a, a volunteer. So I. This is the second year I volunteered for it. So I got to meet a lot of people um, during the day. And it was very, very different. Last year, there was just the the fork for um, the Dow, and that was on everybody's mind. Um, it was a topic of conversation uh, almost uh, for at least half of the of the program. Last year. Last year. Yeah, that and was the big Dow was a big event on Ethereum that uh, 120 or 30 million dollar ICO that crashed and burned. Right. Well, it was it was just this. Alleged theft of theft, security breach, <laughs> white hack. <laughs> yeah, hack. <laughs> it was it was very interesting, but the days are very. It's very different now because Ethereum is now the go-to for ICOs. Apparently, that wasn't enough to frighten people from um, Ethereum or from Ether. The value of Ether has gone up. I think it was trading at about 12 the equivalent of like 12 dollars this time last year mm-hmm. and now it's after a high of like 32 or 3 during right. the dow event before right. the dow event so now it's at just below 300 right it's just below it's around a little bit above 200 right now but it's been trading mostly under 200 but that's down from a high of 400 mm-hmm. not too long you know a month ago so all all cryptocurrencies seem to be rising in in terms of value most of it, let's put it that way. The ones that we pay the most attention to. So a lot has changed in a year. Yeah. Um, so the event itself, it was ICO heavy. Um, I was interested more in the ideas, which was the case last year when people were talking about what it, what exactly do these things do and what does it represent and how does dealing with the idea of currency and decentralization and how can we solve problems of the unbanked um the emphasis now was people were talking about their icos and then saying well we can't really talk about it and but we'll, we can talk about it privately kinds of things going on so it was more of a sales i i felt it was more of a networking event yeah sales and networking event than it was we're all new to this how can we help each other in this space um it would doubled i think doubled the um attendance or the registered uh, was, folks. Was it people there? So you're saying mainly the people that were there are people looking to get rich? Or is it people looking to use the technology to make a product to solve a solution? Uh, I just had the impression from the more of the presenter side that they they had something that they were pitching. And that wasn't so much... The case last year, there were folks that last year that had existing businesses mm-hmm. and things like that. It was a new thing for IBM to be involved. It was a new thing for Microsoft to be involved last, last year. year right. And now it's like nobody. It's like oh, that's so so old. It's it's been a year now. Then what are we what are we onto the onto the new things? Um, so that level of enthusiasm and novelty was unbelievably worn off by at least in my right. opinion. And I think my it might be a reflection of my own awareness yeah. of what's going on. I was like, this is a... A year in blockchain <laughs> is like a dog year. It like really a lot is. Of it's, said. it's seven years of out of your life. Yeah. So um, so from that perspective, but it was it was certainly 
uh, packed for the whole for the whole day, hmm. um, which is another unusual thing. Usually after lunch, you'll lose about half of the attendees, but I think they scheduled a lot of the, the heavy hitters to be there in the afternoon, so people wouldn't leave after lunch. So what was the best thing you took from the uh, DC Blockchain Summit event? Um, well, there are a couple of things that I thought were interesting for uh, novelties. As I, um, they actually had a hardware demonstration of a box, and it brought to my mind uh, Silicon Valley. There's the box that they built, and basically it was just a black box, and that was hilarious. But this was a box that um, was intended to be used in communities, um, in some respect, unbanked communities, where you could use your phone to hit this box in order to have money transferred. And um, and it was a really cool... When you say hit it. It's like you, like you tap it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might be RFID chip type thing where you, your phone would be able to communicate with this device. Mm-hmm. And you could get um, money transferred to you to use right in your out in your, your community. Vault, so out of your vault kind of thing. Yeah, like, tap it to come out. Yeah, so it was it was kind of cool. cool that it's just this little small device uh, that was intended to be used by people in remote parts of the world. Um, unfortunately, it was like the last presentation, so I think not a lot of attention was paid to it. But I, I'm interested in the hardware aspects of this now in yeah. addition to the software. The software seems to be, okay, it's open source, Everybody, anybody can use it. But hardware um, applications are... Business. Yeah. They, you have to think about it. Mm-hmm. And, and the use cases and people like to see <laughs> black boxes yeah. say, oh, here's my representation of all the work. Um, so that was the main thing you took from that? Yeah. That, that there positive. was... That there's new hardware that's being developed... Uh, there's a couple of, you know, software, new, new software, and unfortunately it didn't sound very new to me because it seems like, okay, we're just, now we're just rearranging chairs on the Titanic where you're just moving <laughs> stuff around, making it look like it's something new when a lot of it, um, really isn't. It might be new to someone, but just yeah. to me it wasn't. I think we're on the tip of the iceberg with, um... Or just starting the tip of the iceberg with ICOs because we haven't. There's a lot of ICOs, big time guys like Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban, and people like that that are coming down the chain with their ICOs. And I don't know. Gonna, once we get these celebrity ICOs, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be pretty funny to watch. Like uh, Floyd Mayweather, you saw that he posted on Instagram. Uh, he had a, like a. Briefcase filled oh, with money. I thought that was a joke. It was for real. Yeah, a huge oh. thing of money. <laughs> and he's like talking about the fight. Yeah, you know, I'm rich and paid. Da, da, da. He's like, <laughs> and then the next paragraph is, don't forget the, I forget what it's called, <laughs> ICO. Yo, August 2nd, you know, big time money. And like, yo, this dude's got millions of dollars and he's on Instagram promoting ICO, which, ICO, which people, uh, stocks, that's what it was, STOX. And he, you know, it's just like, this is who you get your investment advice from. This is, who, you know, like, come on. Like, he's a great fighter. Absolutely. Yeah. He's going to win against McGregor. Speak, 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 speak. Speaking of McGregor, we have the Rare Pepe Magazine, Maymac, Super Fight Raffle. 
The prize is a Series 22 collector set of a 100 issuance McGregor and Mayweather Pepe, certified by blockchain scientists. Tickets are just 25 Pepe cash each. Oh, yeah. Visit rarepepemagazine.com to enter. Alpha. Tickets can be purchased all the way up until the night of the fight on August 26th. All right, I'm taking bets. Anybody hit me up. <laughs> um, but it's just funny. So so he put that, you know, that's ICA, that's ICO mania right now. Initial coin off for mania. Like, they hired... Dennis Rodman a month ago to do Potcoin, wear a T-shirt to to go to North Korea, and I think they paid him fifteen thousand dollars to do that. Not even or eighteen thousand. That's not even a lot of money for that type of event. It seems like and to Dennis Rodman. Yep. Then Floyd's on the gram pumping stocks ICO. When then stocks tweeted at Floyd Mayweather and was like, "Yo, thanks for the um, thanks for the pump, uh, Floyd <laughs> Floyd, you know." But unfortunately, U.S. residents can't participate in the stock ICO yeah. on August second and all this stuff. So it's like, ah. Uh. Yeah, and that was another thing too at the at the summit. It was very interesting to hear people talk about their products, and they said that we are very careful about accepting investors from the United States. And if there was no uh, red flag with regard to investment in technology in the United States, that was it. Um, that was where it. to to me thinking that you know the United States has been the forefront of so many things related to technology, and then for something like this that is booming. Now, I there are many many reasons for not wanting to bring in um, U.S. participants, and and I'm sure there there was an attorney uh, who was speaking saying, well, you might think that if you go and buy it in Switzerland that somehow or another you'll be immune from this but as long as you're a citizen you're subject to US law so don't think that you're going to be able to get around some of these rules just by physically you know going someplace and making a purchase so what if I'm also a citizen of Estonia I have an e-residency in Estonia that's what everybody's pumping now you know is they're saying go get your e-residency in Estonia open your business all your businesses in the digital world in Estonia and well, pe- I've yeah. seen this advertised a lot and I actually went and I You're did my re- no, no 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 <laughs> I researched it and you have to think you know the the IRS is very serious about collecting money. So if they are, if they're going to find a way to locate you as a U.S. citizen and you haven't paid your taxes, and this is where they know everybody's trying to hide money. What I mean, think about right. with Switzerland, uh, what happened with the reporting requirements now, um, which in some respects destroyed the, the Swiss that banks. industry. Um, that you know, don't take that as a as a suggestion just because they're advertising it doesn't mean that you're going to be immune from from um the oversight of the irs it just because if they see that there's money somewhere well people put you know all the money on their mattress and don't claim it and risk five years in jail for that all the time it's the same type of thing right like it's basically and i'm not trust me (laughs) i'm all about paying taxes 100 percent. but i'm saying are, are cryptocurrencies a thing where they could be like the, you know, Cayman Islands or the new Swiss bank? Are they things that can um, avoid sanctions? You know, is Russia meeting? Is, you know, we got Vladimir Putin shaking hands with uh, v- v- Vitalik. 
be tearing from <laughs> Ethereum camp. You know, the Panama Papers come out and people are in an up, you know, it was a small uproar, but, you know, is this a thing that, that these countries that are, have, that are sanctioned, they can use digital currencies? I mean, this is an art on the blockchain talk, but... Well, that that's the, the other thing. The countries using, allowing cryptocurrencies or sanctioning them, you also have to wonder, are they getting a cut yeah. <laughs> of... <laughs> You know, if if they allow your cryptocurrency to exist, are they also getting paid? Yeah, no, I don't uh, know. <laughs> at, at a high level, we're dealing with billions of dollars. Who knows? And then you got, I don't know. You know, I don't know where the source was from. I've never seen on the internet that North Korea had a uh, a pretty sizable mining facility going on now, which, you know, like when you're trying to, you know, sanction your enemy and stuff then this becomes a problem for the countries like the United States or, you know, whoever, anybody sanctioning anybody um, yeah, or fighting a war or anything, then you have people that can make money and distribute money underneath your nose or in a more micro sense, tokens and investors and stuff, you know, like doing the same thing, moving money around. Well, people are still talking about... Well, where can, how can I mine? And, you, you know, before you thought that it was kind of dead, that nobody really, you don't make any money from mining, but then every time there's, potentially every time there's a fork or a new, there's a possibility that that mining industry or that mining business might be worthwhile for you to, to get involved with. So, um, I don't know, I, I, I'm hoping the United States kind of gets it becomes more aware of of how it's shortchanging innovation in some respects by by always threatening with the worst thing that could happen to you because yeah. the the folks who have the resources and have the money aren't necessarily the innovators and um, so if you do if you are if you have a lot of money and something bad happens to you you can hire the attorneys and and ensure your way you know, in some respects get get some protection and you're talking about the sec letter right to, to the world the sec put out a letter um in a follow-up about basically icos using the howie test to test your ico or make sure that it's not a security or valid security um so and we can post that yeah we'll post a link to that. it's not um you know as opposed to a lot of things that come out of you know, government agencies it is pretty clear mm-hmm. it you know there are lots of wiggle room in some gray areas, but it's it's intended as guidance. Yeah, it, they were pretty uh, not not I don't say nonchalant, but they were pretty cool about you know considering the SEC government you know arm yeah. of regulating this industry certainly in. Uh, they haven't said they haven't announced too much, so they just you know they talked about the Dow and the. Uh, they basically, you know, let Stephen Tool and all them off the uh, hook pretty easily, like compared to what some people wanted. I think it's cool that they did that. that it's just a warning, like, oh, we see what's going on in the space, clean it up, or there could be some some actions taken. So, and it's the same thing with, you know, the that's that makes you or brings to uh, the forefront that this is real now. This is not. Yeah, this, <laughs> you can't, yeah, be care. You can't just make up the ICO. 
put it out there and scam a bunch of people and think you're going to get away with it. You might be able to. I don't know. But the SEC is now sh- telling you that in America, at least, you're going to be accounted. They're going to look at you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're... They told you not to do it, bruh. Yeah. That's the first warning. And it shouldn't be that surprising. I don't think very many people were surprised. No, nobody was surprised. That's why it didn't affect the prices of anything too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, some tokens went down because they were ICO'd, so... Right, and it might have flushed, a, a, might, some ICOs might not have gone to... Well, it went down for a few days, and then everybody got <laughs> high again on blockchain, and they're like, hey, fucking pump it. So the, your, all your guys' coins are safe. So. <laughs> for the time being. But then we also had um, we had the uh, BTCE get knocked off, and that was some uh, tantalizing news if you're into bitcoin drama and uh dark webs and other types of uh fringe things there's a big big website it was like the main bitcoin exchange and it it had gotten kind of uh i don't know i think it's always been shady but you know it's something that most people probably didn't trade on nowadays but a lot of people still did trade on it especially old school bitcoiners and um it got seized. So yep. they took all of the uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum and probably Litecoin off of there, whatever else was on there. Government seized it, American government. And it was a Russian arrested, I think, in Greece for the saying that they, they, uh, he operated the website. But then BTCE put out a broken English statement, was, which was translated, translated, I guess. It said that that guy actually was not the chief operator of the exchange in all this stuff, and uh, it's going to be an interesting case to follow. It's a lot of money, and, and uh, the guy uh, seemed to be very wealthy. Um, just like how the, um, you know, speaking of that going down, and also since we last had the podcast, I think we didn't talk about it, but um, the guy from Alpha Bay, yeah, Canadians got in trouble for that dark market, and the guy got arrested in Taiwan or Thailand, and. Uh, hung himself in jail that was kind of a really sad story yeah you just wonder what all the other things that are going I, on i gotta you know i'm not i'm not into the dark web stuff but um i gotta respect his loyalty to what his mission though is and that was i'm gonna create whatever he created a dark web and let you guys get your whatever they got on there and I'm not gonna tell if I get in trouble. And he pretty much lived up to that. He's like, it's a it's, it's a made for TV. I mean, no, yeah, actually, it's, it's not even made for TV. It is movie. actually a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so there's definitely has to be a movie and book and propaganda written about that, just like the Silk Road stuff. It might even be, you know, actually not more interesting. The Silk Road is very interesting, but it could be. It could be like the menace of society to boys in the hood, like of cryptocurrency. <laughs> document it um but yeah so let's get into uh cynthia's news of the week here and um then we'll get into the interview with uh creative chain all right for august 2nd so some of these things that i'm going to talk about are 
you know might be closed by the time you by the time you hear this but it's worth worth noting uh, first thing there's a London gallery that's going to accept cryptocurrency apparently the first according to uh, BBC News Elisa Dadiani will start accepting digital currencies such as Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies at her business Dadiani Fine Art Gallery According to another website called The Wealth Scene, she's the first gallery in the UK to accept multiple cryptocurrencies. Gallery is currently showing the exhibit called The Noise, featuring featuring V8 engines from Formula One cars. It's really cool if you go on the site. It's it's pretty impressive. What's the site? Um, well, I have it. it was, well, it's for Dadiana Fine Art okay. Gallery, so I've got I've got the link. Uh, all of the gallery pieces can be purchased with cryptocurrency. That's another thing that's uh, kind of cool is that some you know some of the artists would only want fiat currency or some of them were accepting cryptocurrency in in this for this exhibit she's saying and i guess with her gallery for from now on um can be bought with cryptocurrency um when they were asking her why are you doing this you know is it are you trying to is it the hype of cryptocurrency and her response was Unfortunately and understandably, many people still don't know very much or fully understand cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrencies. Part of my reason for adopting cryptocurrencies is therefore to help educate people about it. And I appreciated that because at least she she wasn't, uh, she seems to understand it. She even has a, a tab on her website dealing with blockchain, which was which was cool. So the noise exhibit is open until August 4th. So that's the first one. So I've got about four four links for that. Mm-hmm. Um, next, that, That'll be at the bottom of the uh, podcast in yeah. the notes there. Next thing on June 13th, a couple months ago, but I just found out about it. There was a um, blockchain and art workshop held by or supported by Blockchain Hub Berlin and the University of Berlin, UDK, I guess for those of you who are familiar According to the Blockchain Hub website, its purpose was to define a few projects um, together with some students and support them over the scope of the next few months to implement their blockchain and art projects. I thought that was that was cool too that they are um, actually creating an incubator for artists using blockchain and and Berlin seems to be as has been the case for the past several years at the forefront of a lot of this stuff. Got a uh, link to that too. Um, this is a piece that I just saw on when I was doing a search for this podcast. Uh, there's a new piece called Bitcoin. You know, real you know, rare <laughs> title, um, and it's called Fork. Oh yeah. Uh, Fork at Paint Print Painter. This artist is out of Boston. It was dated August first. 2017 to commemorate the fork event that just occurred on on the first. Was, can you describe the picture? Um, or painting? Let me see if I can get a. Actually, it's kind of cool. It looks like an old Western uh, image of a canyon, and uh, the two cryptocurrencies fighting it out. The two bitcoins. Yep, yeah. and then there's a gully. The fork in the road is basically the theme. Bitcoin is going one bit one way. Bitcoin Cash is going the other. Mm. So it has a you know valley, Death Valley look to it. So it's actually it's a yeah. pretty nice piece of art. 
Yeah. It's called, yeah, Bitcoin, Bitcoin Fork is the name of it. It's cool. Uh, you follow the um, Print Painter on Twitter, and he, he does talk about Bitcoin, so I might want to follow I him. wonder which way he's going down the path. Is he taking Bitcoin cash for his art? You know, there was nothing that said what kind of currency he was taking specifically. Okay. I'm willing to bet he's more... You know what? I don't know. In this space, I can't even tell. Maybe he's going to take Bitcoin cash. I don't know. (laughs) Hey, money is money. Next is a new cryptocurrency-infused platform that I've got in quotes called Art for Crypto, started by Vesa Kivenin. Probably one of the most interesting or visually interesting online art galleries that I've seen. It's not kitsch cryptocurrency depictions. The cryptocurrency is in embedded in the art itself. The pieces are really very attractive. Um, for purposes of our recent fork, the one that I like the most was called uh, Fork and Flip. I thought it was kind of cool. That's Cynthia's pick of the day, Fork and Flip. Let me see if I can pull this up. I thought it was very well done. What they, on the site, what they do is they have a large image of the piece, and then they have another they image with the image on the wall. Yeah. So you can see, okay, well, this is how it would look on my on my wall. That's a that's a good way to do it. I see. That's how a lot of people do their trading cards too. They meme them out like that. This fork and flip is basically a bull and bear balancing on two forks. I thought it was well done. You know, so it's, it's several. They've got the Bitcoin in the in the middle, and then bull and bear on either side, balancing on on two forks. I, that's cool. And that's something that you know, while it has its own meaning for people who know about the fork, it also just looks cool. It's actually a very attractive yeah piece. It's good. It's good for animal lovers. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's good for your farmhouse, your cottage. On the forum. Um, then I just discovered Friends of Satoshi, which other people might already know about. But it says on its website that it's a resource for Bitcoin artists and creators. Uh, we aim to empower creators by providing tools to facilitate collaboration. Thought that was kind of kind of cool. Not a lot on their on their website. Um, I hear about that Friends yeah. of Satoshi here and there. I think. Um, I think Theo might have mentioned it to us on the podcast. Well, the name, it, it's unfortunate that, you know, Satoshi's everywhere. Satoshi's everywhere. But, like I said, the the website itself is doesn't have a lot of, of information, but um, they do have a coin. It's uh, at least worth worth looking at. And I also wanted to um, note with with regard to the last two items that I spoke about, uh, came from an article called The Evolution of Cryptocurrency Visuals, Memes, and Bitcoin Street Art. The author is uh, Jamie Redman. And uh, I'll, that'll also be on the notes to the to the podcast. This is, was actually a very timely article. The Pepe's were mentioned in it, so that yeah, was... Yeah, Jamie Redmond's actually, he writes a lot... A lot about... A lot of stuff um, in, in the land, and he I, I've seen him do a lot of the art stuff, and, men, and he's actually done a couple articles on the rare Pepe's and stuff, too. Yeah, so it was, it was, it was a nice article. He got a lot of support from the artists who were mentioned mm-hmm. in the article, so that was, so that was cool. So I'd follow him, 
and I will follow him just because it, he's, you know, keeping track of what's going on in the in the art mm-hmm. space. Yeah. And he's part of this. Looks like it's like it's under emerging markets, which is another interesting thing. So this is again going in directions. This article is under emerging markets yep. in the Bitcoin. Yep. Dot com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's another indication that this it, is not. It, it is an emerging market. I mean, out right. of a lot of the things in this space, um, you know, like it all is an experiment, except for it, uh, the transfer of money has been proven. But now this art stuff is uh, in the video game stuff. It seems to have a lot of people rallying around trying to find the best way to do it. Securities took a hit. Yeah. So, but they'll still happen, but um, they took a hit. So maybe we'll see more more stuff happen in the space, based on art and hardware of art and like the open dime stuff and in the uses provenance and yeah, how people can, you know, have having that relationship with with things and with art. I think is a if you're not just into the money of mm-hmm. it, and you're trying to be able to purchase things or get some uh, different types of value out of the things that you do invest in. Yeah. Um, I think this is a, definitely the the start of, of really good things happening. Mm-hmm. Well, that's uh, Cynthia's news of the day. Yep. News of the week. News of the two <laughs> weeks, whatever it is. <clears throat> we don't really have a uh, specific timeline for her news. <laughs> no. It's just five things that you need it. to find out about. <laughs> Sometimes four and a half things. <laughs> Anyway, all right, um, so we're going to get into this interview right now with uh, Creative Chain and then um, Oscar Pereira. Oscar Pereira. Here we go. All right, everybody, uh, we have Oscar here from Creative Chain. Um, welcome to the show, Oscar. Hello. Hi, Cynthia. Hi, Jeff. And our on the blockchain audience, this is Oscar Pereira, part of the team of Creative Chain. Excellent. Excellent to have you here. Um, tell us a little bit about your organization. Well, Creative Chain, we are basically a foundation that develops free software technologies using blockchain decentralized networks. At the moment, we are developing a decentralized platform for the registration and distribution of content that certifies the authorship and license of any work or creation, making making them indelible. With the platform, users will be able to register and distribute their content, and it will give them the right to be owners of their cultural productions without intermediaries. That's to make it easier. It will be as a social network such as Behance, but using blockchain technology for payments and re- rewards between users from their interactions and content distribution. Okay. These it- contents can be images, audio, video. And you're based where? Myself, I'm in Barcelona, and the rest of the team are in 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 another city in Spain as well. One member is in Italy and one in Mexico. Cool, very international. <laughs> yeah. How, how did you guys come together? Well, uh, we have been in contact being involved in other projects previously. In my case, I knew David Prodo, who is uh, one of the co-founder. What's, his, what's his name? On projects we've been involved together in the past. David Proto, David Proto. Okay, yeah. Okay, we've been involved in common projects in, in the past when I was working in in a marketing agency and he was the designer of the same project I was involved in and I was aware of the project since David started explaining to me about it more than a year and a half ago when they started de- developing the concept and the idea of creative chain mm-hmm. 
Then I started to get information about everything they were doing. And one day in a conversation with David, he, re he realized how much I knew about the project. And he offered me to be in charge of the communication of the project. And here I am. Excellent. We actually are a very peculiar team in, in, in the sense that we are not in an office, in a building, in the center of, his, of a city or something. Yeah. Most of our team are retired in a house in the middle of the field, in the <laughs> wow. countryside. Nice. <laughs> so we're, you're inviting... Yeah, well, they have hardware, <laughs> antennas, and... Yeah. Well, myself, I'm, I'm not that, that lucky. I'm, I'm in a city. But they have their hardware, antennas, and everything they need as developers. So it, it is actually known as a, as a Spanish Silicon Valley. Okay. Uh, but it's in, in the middle of nowhere. That's what's up. Oh. So we have to come visit sometime. Yeah. I've always, wanted to, yeah. I've always wanted to see the beaches of Spain anyway. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm closer to the beach nice. than, than they are. I'm coming to your house, Oscar. Yeah. So, yeah, because I'm... Uh... You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. I have the Mediterranean Sea, just a few steps. Oh, nice. From, from my house. So wow. You're, you're welcome to visit. You could get really creative there. <laughs> when, with the beach and the water. Inspiring, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Now, the only time I was going to go to Spain was Cadiz, and 9-11 happened, so I didn't go. The closest yeah, I got it's was uh, it's nice. San Sebastian, near Biarritz. It's the closest. Oh, it's nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and Biscay Bay. Yep. That's really nice. I love One it. of the main spots of the country, actually. Yeah. So, um, with Creative Chain, what type of uh, problem were you guys trying to solve? What's, what's the um, story with that? Uh, yeah, uh, there are many things we're trying to solve with the technology itself okay. and make cultural media sector more decentralized. Mm -hmm. But if I have to talk about the platform itself, I would say the main goal is to give others the right to choose the way they distribute their content. I mean, it is not that we are favoring a way of licensing or another. It is just that we want to let others decide. So is this like a um, like one is one of the things you're trying to solve like a singularity issue, like where yeah, somebody right. creates something on the internet and then it yeah. just explodes and then you don't know who did it and then maybe that person can monetize off that a little bit, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, that's how would that process right. go? Like, say say I created a meme and um, I put it out there on I guess how how would that start? Can you give me the process how how I would do that on Creative Chain? Well, you, you can choose the license type. Our licenses are based on Creative Commons. They have different, different license. And we're not favoring any kind of content distribution. We are just letting the choice to, to the other. So if you, in case you want to, let's say that you post something on Instagram, people think that they can go to a court and defend their authorship because it's published on Instagram, but it's not. Because you're not the owner of, the, of this content. It's Instagram who is. Right. So in Creative Chain, what we're doing is linking the works to a blockchain that works as a timestamp. And it can work as a proof of authorship in front of, of a court or or any other process. Okay. So we are eliminating intermediaries that make cultural productions more expensive. We are trying to avoid the control and censorship of the main centralized content distributors. Like, and since, since the internet is in our lives, digital culture production has been growing very fast. And many of these users who, for 
instance, post a picture, as I said, on, on Instagram or any other centralized social network, they don't know about how unprotected they are in terms of content rights. Right. So in this sense, we are making people be aware about it. It is about offering options and freedom to publishers. Even though an author reserves part of its rights, Creative Commons licenses allow him to leave some other rights open, like, for instance, the nonprofit distribution of his work. What do you think? How does that factor in to you? Cynthia works with uh, copyright law and stuff. Right. Like that. What I'm trying to to think about is the the members of your team are uh -huh. more likely to follow, you know, the the European approach to copyright law as opposed to you know, the common law, which would be more the British private property ownership, um, and the and the treaties mm -hmm. that are related to copyright ownership. So. And I think I've mentioned this to you. I, I like the idea of authors retaining an interest in some of their art into the future. Mm -hmm. And I think that wasn't a part of what you were uh, promoting in, on your on your uh, website. So I was wondering mm -hmm. how this well and, and that how this would coordinate with a company or a country like the United States, which doesn't recognize some of these things. Or I, I don't know. And then this is not you know you don't have to answer this. Um, I'm ju as a, just as a world organization, which is something that I think the blockchain can do, and this uh, product like this could do, is is um, even you know level the playing field. But how do you deal with countries that don't recognize copyright in the same way as suppose Spain does? And you don't have to answer it. I, this was just something I was thinking yeah. about. Okay. Yeah, I will discuss it with lawyers because it, they have different. Because I know they are considering making different licenses according to any country's, any country's law, but it's really hard to do something particular for any specific country since the laws are different, different right. from each country. But from what I know, uh, that's what we are using Creative Commons licenses because they have a big network of lawyers right. and stuff, and that will be a to go to yeah, that will be a step behind to start creating our. Um, our own network because they have already been building this since many years ago. Right. And the advantage is that the author would actually choose. You guys aren't choosing for them, right? So if they pick a Creative Commons license, yeah. it's not that your organization has chosen it for them. The artist chooses. The artist chooses. Yeah. So that goes toward your uh, part of your mission. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Good. Um, I think we had a question about how, how your organization differs from other rights management uh, organizations that are on trying mm, to promote okay. blockchain technology. Yeah, uh, it's pretty hard, first of all, because you never <laughs> know which organizations are, are coming up because they're coming a lot every day. But right. from what I know, we don't use traditional, traditional notary entities. We use blockchain as a public and encryptable notary system. And... The platform works as a search engine within a social network. In this case, interaction data between users are not saved on a server, not belonging to anyone, but in a blockchain. So to register, we issue a transaction with the registration hash of all the content, and the files are stored in a decentralized network of hmm. torrent files. Okay. That so is that, is that like difference. using like IPFS or using torrent or what? Yeah. 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 I mean... We are not going to control IPs or anything. We just provide the platform, and the user will connect it to the network and 
everyone has to be responsible on the content they publish because they they have an IP. And yeah, I was gonna say. So like, gonna, how how are, you, how are you gonna um, battle against people uploading unsavory images? Or are you? Yeah, of course that could happen. We are aware of it. Mm -hmm. I mean, in, we are gonna public the terms and conditions, but we are not gonna be responsible of any kind of um, illegal content. Right. And also, we are not going to protect any user from being tracked. I mean, <laughs> IPs are gonna be public mm -hmm. if the authorities wants to check it, and we are not not gonna provide anything. Also, but we can control it. The, what we've done is to promote that the platform is going to work as a social network. So we hope the creative community supports those creations that are, are uh, giving something, something interesting mm -hmm. to the community. Is CREA, is, is C-R-E-A, the ticker name COIN, yeah. is that the COIN that will be... Yeah. Creative. Uh, everything on the platform, like it's going to be the money, the, it's going to be the value system... It's gonna be the how you notarize. Yeah. It's gonna be everything, or or some platforms I see they have three or four different coins. Yeah, our digital currency is called Creative Coin, mm -hmm. and it's called and it's known as Crea because it's how it appears in the exchanges, mm -hmm. and that will be the the coin that will be used in in the platform in donations, sales, crowdfunding systems, invest inversions. So, so basically for the artists, everything that will be made with Crea. Right, so the artists that are listening, then what they're doing is they're earning Kria by operating within your platform, and yeah, the, then the idea is that you take your Kria, either hold it and speculate that it may go up, or you can instantly cash it out on an exchange where Kria trades, right? Yeah, well, the the idea is that others. Okay who are earning Korea keeps them in, in the platform to be using and moving in, inside the community. Mm -hmm. There's There are many things that they, they are going to be able to do with Korea, but also Korea is going to be present on the exchanges, so everyone is is free to move it to an exchange and right. convert it to dollar, euro, or anything. So, so how I explain the different advantages of using Korea within the ecosystem that you guys are creating. Can you say again? Give me a reason why I wouldn't cash out my Kriya after, you know, making some Kriya in the community. Like, how does it stay in the ecosystem? Uh, give me a few re reasons, that, you know, that are advantageous. To use Kriya? Yeah, within, like you said, there's going to be many things that you can do with Kriya within the ecosystem. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. I, I couldn't, the connection was really bad. Yeah, you can make donations, link your works like micro donations inversion investments you can do many things in, in in the platform with korea like you receive interactions when when you receive a like you're actually receiving korea mm -hmm. it's not going to be a big amount but it's going to be something so you can donate you can link your works that's another interesting thing we are proposing which is, which are creative chains mm -hmm. that are linked together you can public you can publish a content and leave it open to be chained <clears throat> and then if a, a, a original work it's been linking then linking then linking and, and it becomes a new work all the money that that, that final work can receive would be split into among all the, the users who were in the chain so it's it's a lot of gaming and platform as well 
That was one thing that was interesting is that the idea of people coming together to um, add to an existing work in, in a way where somebody could start, let's say, a song and then other people could contribute. And then if any anything is made from it, then it's distributed amongst all the participants, which is a good use for for blockchain technology because you can identify your contribution mm -hmm. if, if that's how you set it yeah. up. That's cool. Yeah, I yeah. like that. Yeah, I think... It's kind of one of the main, most attractive things that we're offering. That's why we decided to to put our name Creative Chain. <laughs> so, uh, give me some uh, background on how Creative Chain is working. Um, is it mineable? Is it a token? Um, how do people get uh, Creative Chain? No. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it is not a token. It's like a, um, an old cryptocurrency. Mm -hmm. Based on Bitcoin and Litcoin, and and we are about to change the, the the algorithm now because we had some troubles with the blockchain network, but it's gonna it's gonna be working very very good now. Okay, so it, it's what is it? It's, a, it's like a Litecoin script right now. Yeah. And what are you guys? Now, yeah. What are you guys moving? Litecoin. What are you guys moving it to? Um, I don't know in English how to spell it. It's Sha three. S-H-A-3. Okay. SHA-A-3. S-H-A-3. Yeah, SHA-3. SHA-3. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. That's for anybody out there that's technical. I'm not I'm not a miner, so just maybe somebody be interested in okay. that. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Oh, do you want to hear the definition on from Wikipedia? Of what? SHA-3. Yeah. <laughs> it's a secure, secure hash algorithm 3 a subset of the cryptographic primitive family KECCAK Kesak. Yeah, yeah, it's a that's cryptographic yeah. hash function designed by Guido Bertoni, Joan Dem Damon, Michael Peters, and Giles Van Ash. Yeah, yeah. Building on Radio Gaetan. That will make mining <laughs> more. Oh, it was released by by released by NIST on August fifth, twenty fifteen. So it's new. Yeah, it's pretty new. So that will make mining more distributed because it's the hash power it's being used in big part of of the same person or farm and it's really really being very annoying because when they get the high difficulty they leave and then it's really really hard for the rest of miners to be part of the network so what we're gonna going to do with it is to make it more distributed so basically creative chain is going to store the hashes of the identifier <clears throat> of the pieces that people make and uh, the actual pieces will be on a torrent that's pretty much how that how this how, how the basis of it is right yeah yeah okay um yeah that's right now it sounds interesting it, it, it sounds right up uh, the alley of our listeners, anyway. That's for sure. It's art on the blockchain, um, and it sounds it sounds cool that you guys are you know using the torn and all that stuff. A lot of people, I think, are doing uh, blockchain stuff and then keeping it on a centralized server, but serving up tokens as you know the reward or whatever. But um, I get I guess what do you what do you guys from the SEC's uh, yeah. letter a couple a week a, a week or so ago, what are you guys thinking about um, 
Does that affect you guys at all or not? Yeah, well, I'm honestly mm -hmm. not 100% informed about it uh, since our lawyers are aware of it. But uh, what, what I think is that every day more ICOs are coming up. It's crazy. And the lack of roles could dominate the prison scams, of course. Mm -hmm. In our case, we have been always been very accessible to our community. We have shared our private profiles on social networks. We have attended to conferences and shared the videos. We had to recognize the escrows during the ICO. I think it's very important to know well a project before investing sure. it. Reading the white paper, checking if the team is accessible, communicative with the community. And nowadays, everyone can make an ICO in a couple of weeks. So it's... You can make an ICO in a couple of minutes. You just got to market it to the, <laughs> right, <laughs> to the right bag holders, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. In our case, really, I think the community really appreciates that. We we didn't have any funds at the beginning. In my case, I was I had my job and I was doing my work for the ICO at the same time. So it's crazy. And we start everything without any any support i mean economic support or any funds so we had to be very very in touch with our community looking for the places where we could reach our audience and i think that's why we have now a very so very you're i don't know if it's a big time, but it's a strong, strong community <laughs> okay and, and being uh, honest yeah, you, cynthia's talking about time. telegram right <laughs> right yeah so uh, anybody listening uh Y'all can join the Telegram group, uh, Creative yeah, Coin, yeah. or create. Is it Creative Chain or on there? What is it? Creative Chain, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even though, even though I was, I have experience in marketing and and I had invested before in, in an ICO. Um, I didn't myself. I I didn't have an experience in this kind of communication mm -hmm. places like Telegram or Bitcoin Talk. And it's been like a new universe for me. Huh. It's something that I just yeah. discovered during Telegram's, this ICO. Telegram is I, really I like crazy. I, I discovered it in like September last year, and um, it's very, uh, it's very, it's where the the heart of the cryptocurrency world lives, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, I do, and I do like appreciate, you know, the question and answer on mm -hmm. on your yeah. Telegram because it's it's. You know, I like getting the information quickly. That's one thing. Yeah, you guys have a better. I, I, I eavesdrop on your guys' chat a lot, and you guys have a better um, communication than most yeah. of the uh, other yeah. Telegram chats. It's it's not just a bunch of pump and dumpers in there. People are actually curious. Yeah, I know. I know many people who are in Telegram group or in our community are not artists itself, but we we can. I mean, we have to count on them mm -hmm. too because they, they are really who support from the beginning. Even if they just invest in on the coin, they part of the project itself. Otherwise, we wouldn't have raised it 209 bitcoins. So we have to be there, and because they are people who are are trusting the project, and they deserve to have explanation on what's going on and how advances the platform, because. They, they just deserve it, even though it's, right. if it's just well, to invest you or guys, dump. You guys raised 290 Bitcoin? 209. Uh, from March right. 15 till 1st of May. So it was 45 days of ICO. Right. So what what's the plans um, with the ICO funds? What are you guys What are you guys investing in? We are at, um, yeah, we, we will keep a lot of Kriya for the use of the platform itself, so for rewarding artists and everyone who's who's posting mm -hmm. 
interesting content in the platform. Also, we have to invest in marketing. That's gonna be uh, the inversion investment hasn't made yet. We are keeping it when the platform will be launched, which mm -hmm. will be by the end of September. And the other thing we need to pay is salaries right. and developers <laughs> and stuff. But we're not oh, driving Lambos or anything. The dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you guys gonna um, open up? Have any plans <laughs> to open up an office in uh, USA? No, we don't have any plans to expand or open offices in, in, in another country because it's a project that I think it's decentralized, so it doesn't need any physical space or something. But our goal now is to promote the technology through the cultural environment. So we don't have any, we, are, we will be pleased to attend to the conferences or events or any, anything that our community propose us. Uh, we are going to Mexico in about one month because there is a big blockchain what event where we have been invited. So we are we are going so to Mexico. To what's the event in Mexico? You're going to? Uh, I'll share you with you the the, uh, the link because it's called blockchain, gotcha. but I think it's not published yet. Um, so is, is there I'll a, take a uh, I'll take a look you know just now thinking about it is the Spanish speaking community is is that a growing community that you see the potential in terms of language based offerings yeah 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 it's an event made by ah. the inter-american bank let me just check it and I will send you the, the link I'm not sure if it's going to be public yet, but... Maybe you guys can, if you come right. out, you can come to D.C. and have a show at the Inter-American Development Bank on New York Avenue and have... Because that's a that's a beautiful space if you... Yeah. If you it's... And... Yeah, why not? I know people over there, so I'm going to I'm gonna reach out and see what they're, what they're doing. So I invite you to the beach and you invite me to the... Beach. <laughs> <Bank> <laughs> conferences. Nice one. <laughs> but they're doing a lot of great stuff there. They're doing some great stuff. <laughs> You're right. Okay. Okay, I got the I got the link. It's the Inter-American Development Bank. Yep. Okay. So it's IADB. And even it's going to take place in, in Mexico City next. I think it's the 27th right, September. Yeah, we can include we can include the link if it's public. Yeah, if it's public, we'll post it. All right, so I can see it now. I, I got a I got a question. So I may probably so have to to clarify for anybody listening. Yes. And uh, you know your sales pitch. If somebody's interested in this uh, creative chain, how would they start? Um, how would they start their journey? Yeah, they just have to do. To download the desktop platform because it's not going to be something online, uh, and it will be as an app on on mobile devices, and they only have to register, but not by name. Just it will be created a CREA address automatically. That will be an identifier, and they will be waiting for some someone who's going to invite him to All join right, the community. So right now it's in the early uh, test phases. Right now, like an alpha release. Yeah, we will we'll be launching a testnet version in about 
um, in about a month. Yeah, yeah. But I cannot share. I cannot give you an exact date because we we are just finishing and testing stuff. But we will be publishing the translated version, so everyone in our community can can check it, check what we are offering, and of course we are we are open to receive any kind of suggestions or anything. Community yeah, think could be better for the use of the platform. And for that, they just join the Telegram group. Okay. Yeah, yeah, of course. You're, you're Telegram, everywhere. Twitter, Bitcoin Talk, that basically in those networks. That's yeah. what's up. Yeah. <laughs> so, are you gonna have just because of the? Are you gonna have it in different languages? Oh uh, no, it's gonna be in English. We haven't planned yet if it's gonna be in, in other languages, but at the beginning, it's gonna be in English and probably in Spanish. But we're not sure about it yet. And is is there gonna be a player? on your network or is it going to be yeah, exactly. a video or because yeah. yeah of course yeah there's going to be a, for instance if someone let's say that someone is publishing a video uh it will depend on the platform on the sorry on the license that he chooses that the user could open it and pay per play or play without any, any need of pay any coin or anything so what's we'll the be player open and that they're going to be using choose the way that you want to publish the, their contents <laughs> okay um, i don't know i i have to talk cool, with, yeah. to to the depth team yeah we'll, f- we'll follow i'm not aware of it but yeah, i can we'll give you the answer in about a couple minutes after we finish yeah because that was album. one of the other features about it that i thought was interesting <laughs> is the multimedia because a lot of folks are picking one or the other. They're concentrating on one thing, but for for the technology's perspective, it doesn't care. It's all data, right? They don't. The it's not making a judgment, but it's the player. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'm not a tech <laughs> savvy, but I, I can ask yeah, the rest right. of the team, and they, cool, they will cool. let me know. Um, <laughs> are you a uh, are you a Bitcoin or uh, any digital currency owner? Um, yes. Yes, I have. I don't need some specifics. First, first rule of uh, cryptocurrency is never say you own it. Say you own it. <laughs> it's like it Fight Club. Too much. Yes. <laughs> um. Well, well, ah, I said I had a couple, a couple of Bitcoin and Bitcoin. Cash. So, what's your? That's what I was going to ask you. What's your <laughs> thoughts on the um, on the what happened? You know, on August first with uh, Bitcoin Cash and splitting off. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, a very different situation from any other fork that we've seen before because it's a Bitcoin fork. So it has a value itself, even if it's a fork. I think it's going to be gaining value during these days. And maybe it will keep steady for a long time. Mm-hmm. And seeing what happened with Ethereum Classic, it will yeah, yeah. rise again in a few times. But I'm not, I'm not really sure. You can ask Filippo, which is our... See, it's got you, got he's in Telegram as well. But the, the, the Bitcoin drama doesn't affect Creative Chain at all, does it? Uh, no, actually. Just for, you know, to clear up anything, too, I'd just like to announce that I do own a very, very tiny bag of uh, Creative Chain, in case anybody's wondering. But not <laughs> enough to pump it. <laughs> so, I'd just like to announce that. <laughs> Well, we had a, we had an issue these days with uh, Cryptopia. Yeah, can you explain explain what happened with Cryptopia and the two thousand confirmations thing? What, do you, what what's your uh, take on that? Or what can, what can you tell us? Yeah, there's not so much I can tell you because uh, uh, they we have 
uh, people communication with them. We have been trying to reach them, and what they've told us is that due to the fact they were, they put two two hundred uh, two thousand confirmations to any creator transaction, they received a lot of complaints from users, and a user who I don't know who, who is uh, threatened them with a loyal with legal actions, and that's why they decided to close the market. That simple. Yeah, they we didn't know anything. We just see it and we just saw it on the exchange, same time as all of you. So it was a big shock, but we hope that they will consider to release the coin once we are gonna present the new core. So when you guys change over to the new shot, the new shot, shot three or whatever, then it's gonna be a more stable currency. You saying? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't think Korea will need even two two thousand confirmations with the new algo. So everything should work better, much better right. than, 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 it, than it did. Yeah. But we'll see. It's not on on our hands. So we're trying to to reach them. And what support said is that they will they will consider all team together to right. to release. You no, know, it's interesting that they don't have a policy of warning, you know, <laughs> in advance of taking down or some kind of. Uh, These exchanges yeah, are yeah. they're very are very uh, interesting, especially when you get to what I call the farm league exchanges, <laughs> and um, that's you know that's not I'm not trying to be mean or anything, but that's what. You know, some most of them are, because um, a lot of them operate in a gray area, and a lot of them operate in places and by people that you don't even know. So <laughs> it is an interesting thing. Um, but I'm sure that the cre- creative chain, their yeah. obligations shouldn't shouldn't even be to exchanges. It should be making the coin work, and then the exchanges should organically pick it up as the community grows, and there's a need to people want to you know exchange it for something else so that that's the ideal way to do any yeah. type of coin right yeah of course what we hope is that currency gains value because mm-hmm. of it's what you can do in the platform i mean that our purpose to the community to the community is to make something good and useful for creators and the coin has to be the, the main the main instrument to do everything right. inside the right. platform, so it has to gain value because of this reason, not because of being in a next or other. But unfortunately, that's something we can't control. So, yeah. So, so some people get into cryptocurrency thinking that you know they're going to be able to um, pump it and make a bunch of money, but um, that's not the idea. And I'm trying to just explain to the listeners more. Just that's not the idea. Okay. Like. Uh, you know, it sounds like you guys have more of a mission. You're trying to develop this coin to actually be something. So anybody that's speculating on Creative Chain, they're gonna have to deal with these things because all you guys are doing is offering to make a coin and get a community together to test it yeah. out. And ups and downs will happen. You guys will figure things out hopefully. And then the speculator that buys now is just speculating. You know, down the road that it could be worth a lot or it could go to nothing you know but uh that's kind of the point of speculation when you get into something early you know it could be great or it could go to nothing but um yeah you know that's that's the risk you take yeah yeah of course i mean 
the ideal would be that everyone who owns a creative coin is because they believe in the platform and they are free to hold it of course but they we would like that they will consider that they're having something like it's with, with, with a great team behind working a lot and with a big community who's gonna take benefits of the platform so Indeed. that's that's the value that we want for the coin and of course it had to be translated into a numbers well you got any more questions Cynthia no you answered uh, the ones I was mostly interested in and I'm uh, looking forward to what you all do I, with the you're moving at a pace that at least I can appreciate because I like the kind of slower deliberate <laughs> you know making sure that things are are done properly so that but that's just <laughs> yeah. me I understand other people are move, want to move a little bit more quickly but I appreciate the the, the pace. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Ta- it was great talking to you, Oscar. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. Yeah. we've been working That's on it cool. since uh, more than a year. So, thanks, thanks for inviting me and having having me with you. So don't don't hesitate in sending me any important question if there's something you need to know. Cynthia, we're friends on Telegram, so you can great. Is there anything you else you want to drop to the uh, podcast before we uh, get out of here? So just um, everyone to be aware of what we're going to be publishing these days because there's a lot of news coming on, coming up and we want all of you to test the platform and see what, what could be improved. You can feel free you know, you have about it. All right. Well, let us know when the so testnet goes keep aware. up. Great. We'll be paying attention. Okay. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. That was a good interview with Oscar Pereira. Um, That was a Skype interview in Spain and a little bit of a language barrier, but he did pretty good, I think. Oh, I think he did. I mean, I couldn't have done it in Spanish. No, he he did way better in in English (laughs) than we did in Spanish. Absolutely. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, so you had Cynthia's news of the week. We just talked about the Bitcoin stuff, uh, some of the dramas going on, and all that stuff as well. Um, anything else going on? We're still looking for news from folks. Uh, Art and music, right? Right. So AOTB at funktownsteam.com. So send us any anything that you're doing, any any art, anything that you've learned in the art space. Just send us a drop us a line and uh, maybe. We can get you on here or plug your your stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to the people that have been promoting our podcast, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, make sure to hit like uh, and share all this stuff. Be cool of you. Um, Rare Pepe Magazine just put our, did a feature on us or put our podcast up. I've seen... Uh, couple people show a lot of interest in the last one with joe looney and and all that so that was good and soon i think the next one we'll be talking to the rust bits guys i need to contact them and make sure we're good for that that'll be coming up soon probably the end of the month and um one one other side project thing that i've I've all of a sudden started quote-unquote working on is a uh, project called it's proof of LOL coin called Panisium. <laughs> that, uh, a guy in one of the Telegram chats named Deplea, uh, shout out to Zorg, he, uh, he started this coin and it's a proof of LOL. He did an airdrop 
or he's doing an airdrop to people and he also did a ICO but it, the ICO was you submitted a joke and then him and three other guys read them live on YouTube a week or so ago and there was like 300 jokes and uh, most of them are, I mean all of them pretty much are terrible it was mostly <laughs> so like people in Russia and other people that don't speak good English I guess or they just submitted things like that weren't even it funny. might not translate just to get well. The air dr- no, just to, I don't even think they were jokes. Just to get the be on air. Just to get the the peen, which is what you got for your joke. And I guess if you told a good joke, you got more of the peen. If you told a bad joke, you got less of it. Anyway, that's all taken. That's all uh, being materialized on Telegram, and you can jump in that uh, group if you want. And that the, the the, the reason I mention it, it, I'm an advisor on this, and I was made an advisor because I said yes to a question. But I've enjoyed that's the it. Qualifications, yeah, the qualification. <laughs> if you guys need an advisor, that's how I qualify. And um, it just the guys that are doing it are kind of having fun with it, so I'm having fun with it. And uh, you know, it's actually they're making cards now, so you need the peen to make a card and all this stuff. I have no idea if it's going to go anywhere, but if you're an artist, you can actually make any type of card you want and submit it. So it is an open platform pretty much to design cards and possibly earn your peen. This peen <laughs> is e-peen. So it's like basically like how people uh, um, posturize on the internet all the time. Like, and it's just that, you know, it's like, it comes from video gaming. Like who's got yeah. bigger e- e-peen? Um, As you do. Yeah, you know, my E-peen. <laughs> my E-peen's popping, guys. Anyway, that's enough for uh, AOTB. And uh, we'll be back soon. Yep. Later. <laughs>